0: Welcome. It's the Contractor Soapbox Podcast. Again, it's Robert Tidwell. Uh, Today we're going to go over a couple different things. Um, First thing I kind of want to talk about is a job that we recently finished. It was only supposed to be a few days and it definitely turned out to be much more than that. Um, So the original plan for this job was just to be, I think it was a 30, 35 foot walkway uh, with a landing on top, steps going down. They currently have a boulder wall uh, going down to a fire pit area that's surrounded by sand. They want to take out some of those boulders, add some steps in there going up to their yard and then the walkway going up to their hot tub deck that led to the landing. And then from the landing, there were steps that went up to their normal deck i guess you could say on the back this whole thing is facing the water it's on a slope it's a tight area and not only is it a tight area but the the houses are close together property lines are very very narrow so it was already going to be kind of a challenge i guess you could say but not too bad of a challenge we're used to dealing with properties on this lake and right now, it's not really a lake. Uh, we had a flood at, back in 2020, and the dam was damaged. And right now, it's a field with a river running through it. But more or less, it is still a lakeside property and or waterfront property, and it's on a slope. <clears throat> now, when I originally budgeted or estimated for this job... Um, I did not plan on hitting clay. Like I've said, we've worked in this area quite a bit, uh, not so much on this street itself, except for mowing, but I assumed it was all the same and it was not, uh, the front yard is sand, the front yard on the property next door is sand. I know that because we've done some work there. However, we got to the back and hit clay. No big deal. We deal with clay all the time. We even have the woven fabric in our trailer that we uh, we always carry with us. We just always keep a inventory, at least one or two rolls in the trailer, along with you know your weed barrier and other things that we keep in our trailer. So no big deal there. We didn't think anything of it. Um, we had actually rented a mini skid for the job and. Uh, you know we'll be in and out of this job in three days max even after cleanup and everything so we started the excavation process assuming we were only going uh, approximately eight inches down and that we went about two inches down and had water flowing uh, in our in our area uh, two inches below grade so that was immediate concern Uh, We tried to, I guess, locate it. I guess you could say we kept digging and and water kept coming. So right then and there, it was an immediate stop. We need to talk to the customer. We need to figure out what we need to do and kind of go from there. Um, We have dealt with what we believe could have possibly been a natural spring. We've dealt with this before, but this property, like I said, there's some other challenges going on there. So we had to think about that. So I called my supplier. Generally, I would say, let's dig down deeper, you know, possibly put a pipe in it like a French drain system underneath this walkway landing and steps. But I just wanted to call my supplier and, you know, double check this and, and make sure just because of the the condition that this was, um, everything was pretty wet. We had had rain a few days ahead of, ahead of this, but... There was just some things here that didn't didn't feel right. I just wanted to get a an extra set of eyes on it, I guess you could say. And um, it's always good to ask for for help, you know. I mean, even if you've done something like this before, like I've said, we've dealt with springs before, but this. Something just didn't feel right on it, and I I just wanted to get a separate set of eyes on it to see. And our supplier, one of the... So I think he's the general manager. Yes, he is looking at his card right now. He is the general manager of our um, supply center that we get our brick from, pavers, block, all that sort of stuff. So I called him, and we had come to the conclusion that if we dig 18 inches down and possibly some areas we went you know a little bit deeper than that even dig 18 inches down put your fabric down so your your non-woven fabric goes down to separate that soil make sure it's wrapped up and everything um or along the sides keep that soil separated from the limestone put down the limestone you know this is all after compaction now before we put down the non-woven fabric we did put down uh, Wash limestone 6AA limestone um, I tried to locate some larger limestone in our area unfortunately we weren't able to get any for some reason which was a little odd to me but anyways we took 6AA compacted that den into that clay as much as we possibly could try to break up some of that earth and and get some more drainage in the earth itself as well so then we put down the non-woven fabric Put down the uh, 6AA limestone on top of that as well. You know, a couple inches of that. And then along with that, we ended up putting a perforated pipe. Like I had mentioned before, we put a perforated pipe, like a French drain system, in there as well. So, 4-inch perforated corrugated pipe. It even had the sock on it. It wasn't completely necessary that it had the sock on it, but that's what we had on hand. So, that's what we were going to use from there. We went down to his yard, under grade, of course, hit a solid corrugated pipe and actually tied into another area or another pipe that was already leading to the water through the seawall. So hook into all that. We can get that water far, far away from, from the walkway itself. Uh, so we fill in the area over top of the fringe drain or over top of the corrugated pipe with more six aa limestone and then on top of that we use something that is a little different but it definitely i can see how it, it definitely works so it's called uh, my suppliers referred to it as drive grid if you're not familiar with that name it's also uh, it's a tri-axial grid so if you've installed any kind of retaining walls before you should have installed a geo grid a biaxial Meaning that it has two; it looks like little squares, to where the triaxial is three, and it looks like little triangles. And it's definitely heavier duty or heavier duty than than uh, the typical geogrid, like for a retaining wall, um, comes in. We got it in a thirteen-foot roll, about fifteen hundred square feet per roll. Of course, we did not have to use the whole roll. We didn't charge them for the whole roll. But now we, we have this on hand as well. Um, if we ever run into an issue like this, uh, we can also use it next year. We have a driveway coming up that we're installing, and I will definitely be using it on that just for some extra stability and support under that driveway. So we have that perforated pipe. We have the, the drive grid along with that because of the slope of the yard and the walkway slope is it's still it's more than what I would prefer but I understand where he's coming from and we ended up putting steps in there to kind of help break up that slope and it's still within, you know, our requirements of what would be considered safe, I guess you could say as far as walking on. So we also have a channel drain trench drain It goes by various different names. It's about four inches wide. It's got a grate on top of it. It's long, covers pretty much the whole width of the patio. And we have that leading into a pipe as well. So any kind of rainwater that runs down, if it's going at a high enough speed that it doesn't get caught or whatever, it can be caught by that and then go on its way out to the seawall as well. And Then we have the steps that go down to the sandy area we used a high format product on this this was actually the first time we have used a high format product i will have to say it's definitely sturdy and it's definitely different i don't know depending on where you're listening if high format is available in your area Uh, it is available in our area fortunately Um, comes out of michigan apparently again we had never used it before uh, but we use the dimensional wall and the dimensional steps from High Format. So we use the dimensional wall to make the, make the landing area, the raised landing area. And then we use the dimensional steps throughout the, uh, the project as well to come down from landing, break up some of that slope and that grade, and then go down through the boulder wall as well. I would actually love to put these pictures on our Instagram page. Unfortunately, I'm not sure what's going on with my phone, but it says that those pictures aren't there, even though I go into the gallery and they are there. Um, I got to look more into that because I haven't posted anything in quite a while because of this issue. Uh, First thing, though, when you do run into an issue like this is stop. Think about what you need to do. Don't just keep going and say, I'll fix itself because it won't fix itself. Uh, water and clay certainly if you're in one of the northern climates when it freezes it will heave your patio or walkway or whatever you're putting in so you definitely need ample drainage you definitely need to compact some of that limestone in clay no matter what even if there's water or not you need to get some limestone in that clay use some sort of uh, stability whether it be the woven fabric the triaxial grid Use something you cannot just put the rock right on top of clay. Trust me, I have done this mistake before. It's not a mistake I ever want to revisit again. Uh, even if you have to eat the cost of fabric because maybe you misestimated and you didn't have a clause in your agreement about um, the 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 soil being different or the soil conditions needing other amendments. If you don't have that clause in there, even if you have to eat the cost of a you know, roll of fabric, the the woven fabric, then just put it down because it's going to save you in the end. That being said, in your clauses or your service agreements or your contracts, however you want to put it, make sure that it says something about the soil conditions. If you find that the soil conditions are not ample enough... To put a patio on, there will be an extra charge that will be brought to the attention of the client before the project, before you move on with the project. We haven't had any issues with customers saying no. Most of the time, I know the area. Like I said, this one was kind of a fluke. I've always run into sand in this area, but for some reason, like I said, we haven't worked on this this street before. Uh, There must be something different. There is a clay pocket, obviously, there. And we talked to the customer. He said, well, let's do what we got to do. Give me a price. I had to run back to the office because I did not bring my computer with me. And more and more these days, I'm starting to wonder if I do need to be bringing my computer in the truck if I'm working out in the field those days. So came up with a price for him. He said, yep, just go ahead and do it. Want the walkway, and this is obviously an issue. He was also concerned about his elderly parents and them being able to get down to the fire pit area and then eventually walking down the steps from the fire pit area to the water when the water comes back, hopefully in the next two, three years after they've got that dam rebuilt. So he wanted to do it anyways. So the, the job still didn't go well, um, because we were running a mini skid for this job with the tight area. It, it was some, it was problematic, I guess you could say. So the, the mini skid didn't have a far enough reach because one side of the walkway, we really couldn't get down because it was a whole lot steeper over there on that side of the yard. But it couldn't reach all the way across and we couldn't get the mini skid down in the hole really because of the slope and and the clay and everything. So and then we had to return the mini skid because it was rented out to, to somebody else and they didn't have another one available for us to use. So we ended up bringing Bobcat out there, which in the end hurt us and helped us at the same time. So it was big, it's bulky, it's a tight area, but at the same time it had that... We didn't have to really worry about it sliding down the hill or anything because it's got that that plenty of traction, I guess you could say. And then as far as laying the steps and using the clamp going down that slope, it was probably best that we did have our Bobcat out there just because of the weight of that and being top-heavy and coming down that slope. So not every job's going to go the way you want it to. This was definitely one of those jobs. Uh, We talked about it. This was... One of those jobs that everything we we tried to do right and we did things right. Definitely. We just couldn't get past it. It's you know, we had a couple areas that we had to talk about it for a little bit to see what we're going to do. Um, and and then the boulders that we took down trying to get them back up the hill. That was a fun experience as well. Because not all the boulders, obviously, we've put these steps in. Not all the boulders that were there are going to go back in. So they need to be taken out and removed from the property. So it was definitely an interesting experience. This whole job ended up taking us, uh, I believe it was just over a week. And like I said, originally, this job was planned for uh, two to three days. And then after we added the extra work on, we added... I think it was another two or three days as well. Pretty much once the things were added on, we expected to be there for about a week, maybe a week and a day. Now, we don't work Saturdays, so when I say week, I mean five days. We haven't worked a Saturday all year, fortunately. The guys like it. Uh, Last year, I think we worked maybe two Saturdays. The guys just like working Monday through Friday. They need that refresher. I need that refresher. Um, I've got plenty of office work to do anyways. Because even though they're gone and not working on Saturday, I still have to work on Saturday. I'm sure you know that if you own a small business. Um, I also work at night. Again, it's uh, 8 o'clock. I've got still some uh, work ahead of me. It's 8 o'clock, October 2022. And I'm still still working. So these are all things that I wanted to just go over. How that job went. I'd love to tell everybody how our jobs go perfectly every time they don't uh sometimes job just gets you i guess you could say uh, we had a guy that used to work here that said sometimes you're the hammer sometimes you're the nail well on that job i definitely felt like we were the nail and it was never ending but today we uh, put the uh four by four in that was the last thing that had to be done um a four by four had to be put in at the bottom of the hill above the boulder wall and uh, have the transformer connected to it for our lights we use some inlight lighting uh, so we used uh, the blinks for the step risers i think they were yeah they were blinks and then we used hive 22 rvss to kind of border out the the walkway as well Every three feet staggered, we use those Hive RVSs. And they uh, I love the Hive 22 RVSs. You can do so many different things with them. Uh, we use those quite a bit. They're pretty inexpensive. So when you're trying to add lighting, because if if you're in the hardscaping world, most definitely, and even landscaping as well, definitely try to upsell on landscape lighting. Some people are going to tell you no, and you just say, okay. But I have lights in a little duffel bag from in Uh, they call it the experience kit, I believe it's called. So, and then we got some extras that that we had purchased along with that just because I know certain lights that, um, I, I like to sell in the area. Uh, also lights that I know customers would generally go for at least in our area as well, along with the lights that they had in the experience kit. So they've got some up lights, um, I believe there's some path lights in there i ended up getting the sway light if you know anything about in light lighting the sway light absolutely love that light unfortunately i haven't been able to sell it yet uh this year at least because that's when i was um that's when i got it and saw it i love it i think it's a great it could be used as a path light or just a light within an ornamental grass or something like that within the landscaping whether it be tall flowers or ornamental grass it, it sways with the wind just like the name it sways um, and i think it's a great light it looks pretty much like a if you know anything again about N light like a puck light on top of a um on top of a rod that's flexible so we installed those lights today he's happy with it well we actually had the lights installed yesterday the transformer was already plugged in we just had to put that 4x4 four four in today swing by real quick and put it in again like i said this job was one of those things it's like if it can happen it will 4x4 was forgotten about yesterday so the customer was fine with us just swinging by today putting that in real quick for him and he actually had the lights on last night he said and they, he said they looked really good, and we had ended up hooking in another set of lights with it uh, that was already on the the property. Whoever in, had installed the boulder wall for the previous homeowner had put in some other lights along those boulder walls and things, so we hooked the, that wire into the transformer as well and put a hub protector on it and which is the little plastic cover for the transformer. We put that on there, and he's happy. We're happy. Job's finally over with. We actually moved on to a different project yesterday, which actually has some pretty cool pretty cool features, I guess you could say. So quite a bit of lighting, um, uh, a formal fall by Blue Thumb we're putting in there, and a fire pit as well and then surrounded by a flower bed but it's all raised so it is quite interesting the the project that we're on he actually just had a gazebo built as well and our patio will incorporate that with it so that's what i've got about the 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 job that we were on the job that we finally finished uh and now we're going to go on to CRM. So CRM, if you don't have one, a customer relations management software, I think is what it stands for. If you don't have one and you are in the lawn care, landscape, construction, anything like that sort of industry, really any service industry that you could be in, you need a CRM. It, they do wonders for you. It's really up to you on the one that best fits you. Uh, we've been through, I think we're on our fourth CRM. We kind of flew through them, and now we are I think we're at the one that we want to stay at for quite a while. I don't have any intention on moving unless something happens. Uh, Vicky definitely doesn't have any intention on moving out of this CRM either. Part of that, I will say if you are in a CRM, if you can make it work, make it work. Uh, but that you will run into limitations eventually on some CRMs depending on where you are at in your growth of your business. But it is very difficult once you get far enough along to change CRM software and, um, and trying to learn all that new software as well. Uh, currently we use LMN. We don't know everything about it. We don't use everything on it. We should, but we don't. We actually got it in, I think it was February of 2021. Maybe January, but I believe it was February. Probably not the best idea. We probably should have gotten it in December or November the year beforehand. So that way we had the whole winter to learn this software. Again, like I said, we we do not know everything about this software. We know it's great. It works for us. But we definitely don't know everything, and we plan on continuing to learn more about it. So we started with Yardbook back in 2016, and we just went off the free version. And that was about midway through the season when we started with that. I initially did not know anything about this. Vicky actually found this software. Um, I thought it was great, certainly since it was free. And we weren't really, you know, our first year was not great uh, as far as income goes through the lawn. Well, lawn mowing is mainly what we did that first year. So I was not big on spending money neither was she on spending money on a software that we really didn't know how much they could really help us. But she found Yardbook. It does work out, I would say, really good. Really good. So we carried that. Uh, for the 2016 season, that portion of the season, then 2017, we had that as well, and it worked out great. We then moved on to Lawn Pro, and it's really cheap. I think we paid 250 for it for full-time use, and it wasn't an annual. I think they have moved on to an annual-type contract, so you pay, like, I want to say it's 350 now per year. And then we moved on to Service Autopilot, and then from there we went on to Element. So CRM, either way, the best things about it, no matter which one you choose, is going to be the scheduling, the client notes, just the client database, and then keeping track of your estimates and invoices. Now, I know that with QuickBooks, You can keep track of a lot of these items, but I will say when you have, sorry about that, when you have a software that is more geared towards your service industry, like Yardbook, like Lawn Pro, uh, Service Autopilot, I know they also take care of cleaning businesses and some other HVAC, I think it was. when you listen or when you use that software that's more based towards the service industry, it definitely helps you out more because the people that designed it know that you're in the service industry. They know that you want to schedule something on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis if you're doing lawn mowing one or one week or two weeks whatever it may be out. Um, the client notes are a definite must anywhere you go you can, As far as a CRM, you can just, um, you know, put whatever note, maybe make sure you lock the fence, uh, their dog's name is, I don't know, Peter, uh, anything like that, uh, any notes that you want to put in there. And then just having that whole database for your, for your customers or your clients, it's definitely something that you have to have if you are planning on growing your lawn care business, your landscape business, your construction business, whatever it may be. You, you definitely want something. So there's definitely plus, size, plus sides to each software, and there's downsides to each software. Now, like I said, I use LMN. We love it. Uh, we have found that, that that one just fits us the best. As a installation company, we used it last year when we were mowing. I wasn't a huge fan of it on the mowing side of it. And again, like I said, that could be because we did not know everything about it and we still don't. But in my experience using the other software uh, that we have, I wasn't a huge fan of that. So Service Autopilot, we use that for mowing. It worked out pretty pretty good for mowing. For the estimates for other things, or for the one-time, the landscape, the install projects, I definitely prefer LMN. Lawn Pro and Yardbook, they're great for a database. They're great for scheduling. Uh, I think that there's some automations within Lawn Pro. Now, Service Autopilot does have automations. Automations are a great thing uh, that they've come up with. I think they did an awesome job on figuring that out. And, and we did like that portion of service autopilot. And, and Vicki was kind of sad to see that one go because automations do save a lot of time and a lot of money in the end of it. It saves a lot of money because you want to follow up on an estimate. It automatically kicks it out in 24 hours or 72 or whatever you set it to. Uh, if you want to notify somebody that you're doing fertilizer tomorrow, the second you go on their dispatch board and, and uh, route that job, it kicks out an email or a text message, whatever you choose, and lets that customer know, hey, we're going to be there tomorrow. Make sure the property is ready or, or whatever you need to do. And then with CRMs as well, generally you get the estimates, you know, you can write the estimates, keep the estimates as well as the invoices as well. And now I know you get that with QuickBooks and a lot of these CRMs that I've talked about do uh, link with QuickBooks. I think Yardbook does now. I'm not completely sure, but if it does, I'm sure it's part of the paid version of it. Again, I don't, I'm not too familiar with Yardbook anymore just because I haven't used it since the 2017 season. But what it really comes down to with the CRM is make sure that you find one that fits your business. Whether you're on the mowing side, there's so many different options out there. And if you're on the install or construction side of it, make sure you find one that works for you. I will say, like I said before, the the LMN for install and construction side of it, absolutely love it. I can put in all my, uh, my material that I need. You can make templates for that. Uh, for the estimate. So if you know with each paver patio you do, you you know you need your limestone, your um, <clears throat> number nine or your H1 core stone, you know you that you need your polymeric sand, and, and what laborers you have involved in that project so you can make the template and it's all right there so you don't really forget about that's one thing that i actually need to work on this winter because right now i don't have a template for my patios or my retaining walls or anything like that i did make templates when we were doing the mowing just be able to kick that kick those items in there real quick i just hit weekly mowing as my template it kicked in the uh, the crew that was going to be on there, the truck that was on there, the trailer that was on there, all the equipment. And then all I had to do was put in the numbers as far as the times. And if there was disposal, like uh, if we bag the property or anything like that, and it kicks me out a number based on our budget that we have made. And then it shows me the profit margin. So if I want to change the profit margin, I change the profit margin. And then it says, instead of 35, it's 38 or 40, 45, you know, anything like that. So make sure you have something to keep track of your customers make sure you have something to keep track of your scheduling and it's definitely best to have all those things in one software so you're not bouncing around all over the place Uh, again with lmn we've got things to learn and they're always changing things not not for the bad they're just updating things so there's obviously things there for us to learn and that goes the same way with any software you have if you have any questions about any of this or anything else or would like me to talk about something else, feel free to DM me on Instagram. It's Mitten Landscape Design or you can always uh, leave a comment or review. In the meantime, I will see you next week or you'll hear from me next week and we can go from there.